You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. and girls ladies and gents welcome to another episode of steady miguel it's your favorite uncle silk it's dan and back from the dead nick back from the dead welcome back man man i've, I've been hit with the flu twice in three weeks um mm. 105 fevers mm. uh, but we're back we feel good now just in time for christmas and happy just hanukkah to all those who celebrate today yeah, happy uh, whatever you celebrate. Holidays this is, is the week of uh, the holidays, Christmas, Kwanzaa, uh, Hanukkah, whatever you may celebrate, man. If you don't celebrate anything, then happy days off. Um, hey, that's right. Happy federal holiday. Happy, happy federal holiday. For sure. Uh, man, well, um, welcome back, though, Nick. Glad, glad to have you back, man. I thought you died. I thought we lost you I, for a second. I was, I was on the way out. Yeah. We, we, were, we were contacting Catholic priests for my last rites. Uh, but but I pulled through. Did you put Corey and I in your will? It's important. Uh, no, oh. I did not. That's <laughs> crazy. That's nuts. Well, so so can I talked about it last week? We'll we'll respectively take uh, your name out of both of ours. <laughs> Perfect. Oh man, oh man, gentlemen, how was your uh, your weekend? Did you guys do anything fun and exciting? The hell did I do? Oh, I just went shopping with the kids, man. Just take take the kids and the family, do some some holiday shopping, getting the house together for uh whatever presents and you know um things that we're giving the the, the in-laws family all that type of stuff so we was down at sawgrass man which wasn't too crazy i guess because the That's world cup was surprising. going on sunday mm -hmm. so it was like fairly empty to be honest with you hmm. did you guys did you guys watch the world cup game yes no no i did not either um I watched all of them. Love the. Well, I watched cup. a couple minutes. You watched every game, Nick? No, no, no. I mean, that's, oh. that's impossible. That's, <laughs> I have a day job. <laughs> I did not watch every game. Um, my weekend, um, I missed my third Florida Gator game in 10 years. Uh, woke up Thursday when we had our flight. Still had 102 fever. Um, so I didn't make the trip. Turned out to be uh, a blessing in disguise as my kicks. guy, Zach Albaverde, had the deal. Mm. Oh, you got oh man, Obama. Sent my, yeah, sent my Wi-Fi up to Gainesville. Hmm. Well, while Nick's figuring out his Wi-Fi, I Silk, I'm actually on a bit of a road trip, my friend, going up to Pennsylvania for a couple weeks uh, right. with Brooke, but uh, stopped in Atlanta on Friday. Uh, now I'm in Greenville, South Carolina. Great spot. I haven't been here in a while. Uh, in my friend's movie theater room here. Um, I see. Yeah, well, well, not too shabby. Well, yeah, I like it. <laughs> Life ain't too bad, but uh, and then heading up to uh, to DC, and then we'll be in uh, in Pennsylvania for a few weeks. But uh, but looking forward to that. Looking forward to the weather. It is going to be freezing cold, but as a uh, as a Floridian, it's a nice little change of uh, of pace for sure. So I think we got a, a a cold snap coming across the like the entire East Coast or something right now. Mm -hmm. No, I think it's supposed to get cold uh, as well in South Florida. Like they're saying like. Low 50s, high 40s, it may get. Yeah, that's what I saw on Sunday, I think, or next week. Um, I think Tampa, right. the weather looked like it was going to be like 45 degrees as a high. So, man. Nice. Yeah. So, but in Pennsylvania, I believe the high that day is uh, 18 or 16 degrees. So, uh, we'll be breaking out the uh, the north face in the Patagonia to stay, uh, Let's go. To stay nice and warm. So, nice and warm. Well, let's get... Uh, Let's get on to the show. I think it'll be an interesting show. A um, couple of ledges that we need to, to probably walk some people off of, but uh, we can't do that walking for you. So uh, as always, we do want to give a shout out to our friend Alan Horn with State Farm Insurance in Jasper, Georgia. So if you are in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Alabama, give Alan a call at 706-692-2888 or visit him at Alan Horn. That's A L A N. H O R N E insurance.com for auto home life 
business, renters, whatever insurance needs you may have or retirement planning. So again, Alan Horn Insurance, 706-692-2888. Nick, welcome back. Uh, sorry, hey, your yes. internet. Uh, all of those jokes come full circle about the hamster wheel. Mm. Yeah, full yeah. circle, right? Live on YouTube. Mm, that's um, a tough scene for me. It's a tough scene. All right, gentlemen, the, uh, the Gators do uh, play a football game uh, on Saturday. Uh, the final score is 30-3. to three. Uh, Probably the biggest takeaway is the Gators now continue to have the longest streak in the country of consecutive games scored at 436. Uh, when we talk meaningless stats. Mm. How dare you? That was the, of biggest, the biggest field goal kick in the history of Florida football. Cowardly how, football, Nick. How dare you be the mean football. <laughs> Such a beautiful special teams play. No, cowardly. Um, we talking the field goal. I yeah. appreciate. Yeah. I appreciate the field goal today, right? Uh, at, during, the, during the game, I was like, "All right, bro, this is wild." But you know, like, I don't think anybody's gonna remember that field goal when the street just continues and they mention it on a random Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. So bro, I, a- I appreciate that three points, man. A shout out would have looked crazy. Shout out would have looked crazy. Okay, you, you you remember that? You remember that? Um, that safety against Florida State to lose twenty-seven to two. Keep the streak alive, baby. No, I don't remember it. I actually. don't remember. Oh, oh there you go. Remember that the streak went alive. Yeah. All right. So, um, top to bottom, game was uh, atrocious. Uh, Gators aren't able to move the ball anywhere. Jack Miller in his first career start uh, goes um, 13 for 22, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, sacked mm. four times. Uh, Ricky Pierre couldn't get the ball running, you know, couldn't get the ball moving on the ground either. Uh, TN eight carries 14 yards, Montreal Johnson 11 carries 14 yards with one fumble. Uh, Ricky Pearsall leads the team in uh, in receiving yards with 65. I'm gonna call him TCB or tie two catches for 53 yards. Uh, but all in all, uh, offense just couldn't get the ball moving, offensive line. Uh, obviously drastically missing uh, both Richard Garage and um, uh, Osiris Torrance, who is a uh, unanimous All-American. Uh, all uh, so missing both of them, everything looked bad. Guys, any thoughts on offense? I mean, I don't know how much you want to go into this game. It was trash, but. Yeah, um, just to set the tone for the game, like you said, we're missing a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. I personally was on the record of saying we should probably cancel this game and go recruit, you know what I'm saying, just because of um, the amount of guys that were out. Jack Miller, who's, who got beat out by Kitna and was pretty much our third-screen quarterback, uh, was coming back off of injury. So, you know, if he was injured all, injury all, injured all fall, there wasn't a lot of reps this fall. So I was a, I was again, I was on the fence on if I wanted to play this game, just didn't feel it. Um and I also know we could pop, could have probably used that last visit weekend. Uh, but on to the game, I thought it started out okay. Like Jack looked okay the second drive. The first drive was three and out. Second drive, mm-hmm. he looked okay. They marched the ball, got some penalties, and it kind of set them back, and we never got rolling again offensively on the rest of the game pretty much. Um, it's not a lot to learn from this game, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't expect much. The offensive line, you know, I, I – Tell me what I said in the run game, what I said with Anthony Richardson when people wanted him bench or wanted him gone. I said, yo, when he's gone, it's going to affect our run game. Uh, regardless of the two guys out, I think we've had those two guys, the run game would have been a little better. Mm-hmm. But the way defensive uh, coordinators approach our offense without a, a quarterback that could take off and, and, and cause that type of pressure on a defense like Anthony Richardson, it's going to be a different look for the running backs. Um, they're going to get some different looks next year. Regardless, I don't think it's going to be the same type of line that we had this year and that same type of play. But these running backs aren't going to get the same looks they got this year. Those lanes aren't going to be as big as, mm-hmm. as they were this year just from uh, somebody having to keep an eye on Anthony Richardson. You don't say. Huh. That's so why I tell the people. That's wild. Um, Overall, that's my overall take of the defense is what the defense is. I didn't expect to learn anything new. Uh, the safeties were barbecue again. We couldn't stop much of anything. Team looked soft. Mm-hmm. Um. Just wasn't a whole lot to learn. We we gotta hit the portal real hard to see some real changes, and that's what everybody's kind of waiting on. But anybody that went into this game and and was crying, of course, I want to win, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm just a realistic fan. I knew going into this game was already a bad matchup. Oregon State has played a decent football this year. That was a nine win team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about we're a six win team, and, and half our teams in the portal. Mm-hmm. Declare pro. 
or whatever may be going on. But right. we just went in a good position to win that football game or to compete very well. Um, could we have been prepared better? Yeah, I thought Absolutely. the team should have looked more organized. Um, I don't think we got all those practices in that you would normally get for a bowl game as well. And I don't think the practices that they did get in were good practices either. Correct. I mean, you saw what the, think, the coaches I were think doing. Florida practiced uh, four times before leaving uh, for Vegas and then three times in Vegas. So you got seven of the 15, and, and that's a product of, you know, the game being announced on December 6th and being played 11 days later. Mm -hmm. Right, um, right. You can't with the all the recruiting as, in between that you needed. This, this this isn't 1920. Yeah. You can't do. There's no three days, Silk. You're not back. You're not right. back in JUCO doing three days. So you can I practice three once, days too. You can Just, practice once a day. So you insane. had 11 days to practice, and you prioritize correctly and and absolutely rightly. You prioritize recruiting ahead mm -hmm. of. Playing in a bowl game, that's meaningless. And, and and the bowl game is meaningless. And I wrote this after the game. I, I, it'll be interesting to see what the bowls how, – how moving from 4 to 12 changes the bowls. And does that make other games more meaningless while making some more meaningful since you have more, you know, quarterfinals and semifinals games? Um, Listen – But, but the, Florida wasn't, wasn't going to be able to turn this game down. Like you're not right. turning this game down unless you physically don't have enough people to play. I mean, it's a lot did. of money to turn down. It's business it's, going it's, on. I mean, as well. it's, it's Billy gets two, bonuses. I think everybody two and a half paid. million. The coaches get bonuses. Everyone's getting paid. Right. It's like the, well, everyone, well, it's an opportunity for the kids. I mean, it, it's an experience, yes. right? I mean, like you're going to probably have of this team maybe twenty five, thirty, maybe maybe a few more ever get to travel you know, professionally after they leave college at some point, right? How many are going to get the experience to play at Allegiant Stadium? How many are going to get that chance to do one final travel trip? Even if it's your your walk-on guys, your Adam Mahalix, whatever it might be, you, you almost have to play that game. But, you know, these games will continue. These bowl games will continue as long as ESPN and Fox and the rest of them are making money off of all of them, yeah. right? I mean, that's all yeah. this venture is. Like, this isn't about kids, right? Everything that I just said, you know, stop. This is all about ESPN making money, right? And, and so, when they're not making money on the Las Vegas Bowl at 2.30 Eastern time on a, on a Saturday in December, then they'll stop having the Las Vegas Bowl. But they're not not—they're not losing money on it. Um, right. And and for a lot of guys, like, listen, like, I don't think Jordan Pouncey is going to play in the NFL. He had an opportunity to have hell of a take. seven more practices with his team, seven more opportunities to play football. Then a trip to Las Vegas. You get some nice bowl gifts. Um, you get to play in an NFL stadium. Um, yeah. There's a lot hands. more. That, and, and that stuff to me is more important than, <laughs> than, than you know, you the fans on social media being embarrassed by the way Florida looked. It's like y'all didn't care Monday until Saturday at 2 o'clock about this game. And now you care when, when the product on the field isn't what you want it to be. But nobody cared about the Las Vegas Bowl all week long. Right. Until the ball yeah, was I mean, off. I get it. Like, I get it. Like the, the semi care because I, I wanted them to win. I seen my man Jack Miller pull up with his Versace shades on. I said, oh, mm. shit. He mm. might know something I don't know. And it, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Versace I, Jack. What, what I heard about Jack was it, you know, it was. A, a, a okay backup. That's all I heard, yeah. boy. And I seen more of a Panama Jones. Jack. Yeah, yeah. I say, boy, about to do a biggie. I don't, he he knows something I don't know. But um, other than that, I don't know what what people could have expected. You know, um, like you said, Richard Garage being out, our best offensive lineman, the best player on our offense in my mind, as far as the mm -hmm. MVP was definitely um, Osiris Torrance. You know, regardless of mm -hmm. how anybody want to give out an award, Osiris Torrance made the offense go the most consistent player that we can rely on this football season. Um, without those two guys, bro, it was it was going to be a mess. Um, and I knew how much AR meant to our offense, regardless of people going to say he's inconsistent, inaccurate. Oh, Jack will be able to hit the easy throws. Yeah, it sounds good from the bleachers, bro. Um, but when you get your ass in that damn huddle and, and up on the center, you got to actually make the throws. And, and Jack was just like, like somebody said he was nervous or had mm -hmm. the pocket awareness of a squirrel in the middle of a street. And that shit was super accurate, man. Uh, just mm -hmm. a, a lot of pocket awareness to be desired. Um, and you also can see what Kittenham being dismissed, how much that hurt us. Like, uh, we can push it to the side, and I know we got to hit the portal for a quarterback, um, but Kittenham looked good when he came in and spot duty. Um, Jack it, Jack Miller is better than Jalen Kittenham. You think so? No, yeah. uh, that's, a, that's a fact. You say 
Jack Jack Miller's better than Jalen Kitten. That's yeah. crazy because I didn't see any spark from, from from Jack Miller at all Saturday that made me say he's he's even like yeah SEC quarterback, bro. Yeah, Jack um, Miller is better than Jalen Kitten. Mm. Which is which is why I sat every week on Saturday being like I I hope I hope you know that Anthony for some reason has to go down and then all these people bothering me about the back no 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 get a chance to see it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's tough to to judge Jack. It's tough to judge Jalen. I mean, I think it's interesting that Jalen came in, you know, more frequently than Jack. I know Jack was injured at times. Uh, I don't think it's totally fair to compare. Um, you know, obviously the offensive line was very different. So, okay, I think you made a great point about Jack Miller's pocket awareness. I will say there was times that he was running for his life. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that pocket was collapsing real quick. I mean, uh, give a shout-out to Oregon State. They played really well. Uh, you know, former Gator Andrew Chatfield was there. Didn't uh, didn't leave any of his feelings out there, right? Did a Ch- big Gator Chucky chomp. Chucky Dog Chatfield. Yeah, Chucky Dog Chatfield did a, uh, a, a Gator chomp and then a throat slash. No penalty, of course. Um, not needed. Um, but uh, <laughs> but he put that out there. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, again, tough to compare. Nick, and I know you know more you know, from, from what's happening inside that maybe we do, but I'd say Jalen Kidna looked a little bit more comfortable, at least running the offense and Jack Miller did, but sure, you know, again, yeah, what, what are we, what are we arguing here? Against, against the uh, no, no, Eastern okay. Washington defense. <laughs> yeah, but he came in against Florida state, right? I mean, he handled I, I don't know. I, I, who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, that's, that's true. I'm just going from like, just like, just poise, uh, body language, you Fair. know, uh, the, he, age too right like how old jack miller is coming from ohio state transferring i, I just thought that uh kitten looked uh, better from that standpoint but uh either way i knew we was in trouble if, if ar was to ever go down and the people that thought it was going to be any different live in a delusional world while he's not the most accurate quarterback and, and all that bro he made this offense uh what it was and he, he he created us a lot of explosive plays uh which we also were missing I don't think we did a good job of methodically driving the ball all year. Uh, I think we had a lot of explosive plays uh, and just couldn't when able to dial that stuff up Saturday. I don't want to – not Saturday, this past – whatever day that was. Yeah, really. But right. I don't want to spend a lot of energy on Mm-mm. on trying to diagnose Jack Miller. I know we need a damn quarterback, uh, and we need to get in the portal to find one, maybe two. Uh, but that's where we at with it. Yeah, I think I uh, – a couple of weeks ago I said I, I wouldn't be – um, against Florida taking two, uh, you know, this is right after Kitna, uh, you know, Jack Miller, who knows, right. Maybe he gets better. Maybe something changes in the off season. I just don't feel a hundred percent comfortable going in with Jaden Rashad and Max Brown. If Max Brown sticks around Jack Miller and whoever the Gators get in the portal as being comfortable. Cause I think that there'd be such a massive gap from number one to number two, that if you can go and try to get a second year or get a second quarterback that maybe has, you know, two, three years maybe, and, and who knows, maybe somebody leaves, maybe somebody transfers, but hopefully at that point somebody's at least competing to better that room because that room right now is very bad. Very bad. Yeah. Analysis. No offense. Big analysis. Uh, defense, I don't have no takes on defense, Dan. Uh, complete no. shit show. I got to see more bodies, fresh faces, all of that before I have a real clue of what uh, – my man want to do this fall, uh, well, any fall. I don't know what the hell he's doing on defense. I'm going to be real with you, bro. Um, and I don't want to blame him either. I like Patrick's defense at Louisiana. I thought uh, it was uh, aggressive, uh, productive. I don't know what we got this this fall. And we'll see when we get some more safety play uh, mm-hmm. and some fresher bodies, hopefully, in the portal because they're not active there right now. So uh, we'll see what they, the defense looks like next year. They made, um, <clears throat> they made a big jump from year one to year two, more so than – you know, from getting the job at UL uh, with Tony getting the job at UL to what they looked like in year one. So I think that's something you have to look for. You have the guys that you have. And I think we saw the defensive play calling and, and the, and the schemes change as the season went on. And we even talked about that and it's okay. Well, now we feel comfortable calling this. And you started to see more of that creeper, blitz package towards the end of the season not as much as we thought we'd see it um but you started to see it more and that just comes with okay these guys get the concepts they get their responsibilities and now we're comfortable calling it on a saturday and as you get into year two in that system the guys you bring back 
um, I think you'll have we'll have that comfort that comfort and that familiarity, and mm-hmm. I think you'll start to see more of what the defense looked like at UL in 2022. Um, I think you'll start to see more of that in in those play calls and schemes in in 23 for Florida or in 21 and then 23. Interesting to see who comes back, like continuity wise, as far as starters too, though, to to see what type of continuity we get because uh, most sure. of these guys go on portal um, mm-hmm. in in draft, so. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, lots of changes at the safety position, uh, cornerback position for who's that number two. Uh, going to be uh, linebackers, obviously, almost all going to be completely different. Uh, Derek Wingo played okay. Um, needs to spend more time with speed coach Tiger. Uh, and then defensive line is obviously going to uh, be having a lot of changes. I wish uh, – you know, I did see Princely take a couple plays up. Not a couple, quite a few. Um, but I think that that's – you know, it's going to happen. It's a bowl death. game. Yeah, we're just missing depth. Like, I want to yeah. judge 33 on, 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 on a few plays of no, oh, yeah, know, for sure, right? Lacking rotation and all of that. Pause. Uh, so we're like, we're lacking depth in, in a game like this. We went 25 guys down, yeah. Um, and, and you're just missing those type of players. So I'm not going to judge him for like being gassed. Like, we don't have the depth to rotate players. Like, it's like judging 21 for being gassed. When you take 21 out, who the hell goes in? Like, we're just missing depth, mm-hmm. yeah. Overall, just uh. Just a, a really bad game. We'll look back on it. The Gators will keep their point streak alive. And, um, you know, uh, what? The Gators got a great punt from uh, Jeremy Crawshaw in that game uh, as well. So Nick's, Nick was pumped for that. Uh, and we can we can close this book uh, on the season. Probably not the season we anticipated. Uh, I know that when the Gators won, against Utah in a top 10 matchup that I, I know I was not feeling a six and seven way to end the year. Um, but the moment was we laughed, we cried, we had our ups and we had our downs, but uh, we can close the book on this, uh, this 2022 Florida Gators year. And we can, uh, you know, start to move on to, to recruiting. Um, so why don't we give a quick shout out to our friends over at Homefield Apparel? Uh, Nick's smirking because this is this will be a fun one. Uh, Homefieldapparel.com. Yeah, yeah. This will be the highlight of this segment. Is this ad read? Homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale if you are looking for vintage T-shirts uh, for the University of Florida. About nineteen different shoots of shirts that you can choose from. Maybe you're looking for hoodies from a uh, Seton Hall or in Iowa for a friend or family member. Maybe you're looking for something for. I don't know, Harvard or Yale for a, a boss, a colleague, uh, whatever it might be, go check out Home Field Apparel, all vintage T-shirts, hoodies, and sweaters, homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale, all one word, for 15% off of your order. Last week, we were excited. We were just a few short days from – the pancake honcho announcing his commitment. Florida thought that they sat in a pretty good spot. Uh, we were just a few days after running back Mark Fletcher uh, visited campus. Uh, later on in the week, he announced uh, that he had made his decision up uh, and was ready to, to choose his school. A lot of folks, including uh, on threes, Corey Bender, and a lot of the uh, folks that put in predictions on crystal balls and the recruiting prediction machine. A lot of them thought the university of Florida, uh, who else has been during this time? Um, uh, oh, John Walker, uh, UCF guy, uh, committed to UCF, visited UF. Florida felt that they were all in a good spot. Uh, Gators go uh, Samson to Miami on Wednesday, Fletcher to Miami on Sunday, and John Walker reaffirms his commitment to UCF on Sunday as well. Um, tough look. Tough, uh, tough couple days. Uh, Andy Jean is supposedly, um, he visited Florida State this past weekend. Um, maybe a toss-up wide receiver uh, that the Gators have had committed since this summer. Um, Florida seems to be uh, struggling to close out here towards the end of this season um, or the end, of, pardon me, leading into this early signing day uh, period. So Nick Silk, Jordan Hall. Georgia, lots of lots of different things going on. Nick Silk, what are your what are your thoughts? Ain't no sunshine when she that's uh I think Florida's gonna have a pretty uneventful day on Wednesday for the early signing period. Uh good, good that you have a very good class right now, a top 10 class currently. Um 
but I think it's going to be a very uneventful Wednesday. Yeah, I think the the word the, the kind of the buzz is went from just like uh, a one eighty. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's why most fans are confused. Like, mm-hmm. what's what's happening? Uh, we go from you know where the class is at. You land uh, DJ Lagway. You know everybody's mm-hmm. hype, you, and we got the, the the visit that we had uh, the weekend. Last visit weekend we had was 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 needs and guys that we felt good on, guys that we recruited this entire cycle that we worked relationships on, uh, and then it falls apart, and then you know everybody started going like separate ways. Caden Jones is another one um, yep. that we didn't mention, offensive lineman that's uh, down to us in Texas A&M, and mm-hmm. and this entire cycle I've been saying like, why don't we get this kid? Mm-hmm. Is looks deeper than just recruiting. I mean, I mean, we all know it's deeper than recruiting. So I don't like to just like falsely or like guess on things. But uh, clearly, this is about some type of like business. You know, like mm-hmm. we all hear sh- stuff behind like the curtain or what's going on. I don't want to get into any details, but as a program, University of Florida is gonna have to figure out the NIL situation. Um, mm-hmm. Who's to support? Uh, finances is just big on this. Miami looked abysmal all all year. Uh, couldn't cross the fifty. Didn't make a bowl game. Uh, and maybe changing coordinators here, but they're able to to, to pretty much purchase a recruiting class here. So they, they, Florida University of Florida got to find some middle ground. If you're trying, if your goal is to close the gap on the University of Georgia and compete for national championships, then mm-hmm. there's only one way to do that is proving you got to recruit at a high level. Uh, and, and and it's just not there right now. You know, I'm not gonna put makeup on a pig and just act like it's something that's not while the recruiting is solid. We got a t- top 10 class right now. We got some guys in there. That are difference makers is you're not closing the gap on a sec title or, or Georgia right. or, or the big dogs in this conference. So that's just one Matt with it. I don't know what's going on, why it fell apart. And I don't want to guess like what, why, why the momentum and all of that fell apart. I know the fans are like losing their mind on Twitter fans, people are decommitting, doing weird stuff, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, it's just a guessing game. I, mean, I don't. I don't really know what's happening. Um, and from I, I the outside looking in, it looks like business. You know. Um, mm. I, I don't you, think you. I don't think you. The momentum you got with Rashada and Lagway, I don't think was fully um, taken advantage of. You got guys on campus. Um, you got guys on campus, sure, which is the beginning of it. But then you need to close, and is that? an NIL issue or is that guys like, listen, everyone that is a Gator fan is super passionate about Florida. Whether you went to school here, or you just grew up watching games and mm-hmm. you love Florida 16, 17 year old kids, especially in this day and age where you're making decisions with actual dollars and commas involved. They don't, they, they might not be Florida fans. They're looking for the best thing for them. So, that right. when people, right. so they're, they're not making a, decision with their heart uh, all the time. So now you're making more, more so than ever, you're making business decisions. So um, is Florida doing enough? The university and and the UAA, are they doing enough with NIL? I know that the Gator Collective does as much as they can, um, but if they were doing enough, we'd be landing. That's just what it it is. It's a a bottom line game. You either land or you're not. if, If you look at the guys that just came down to Florida and Miami, the only one that Florida has won was Jaden Rashada, and and you didn't win it initially. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. I believe that Nick. Um, I mean, you could add Andy Jean in there. You could add Dijon Johnson was, into there. I mean, I don't think it that really, was just Florida Miami top like top two, just going like there were other Andy Jean. I mean, Andy Jean was definitely a Miami Florida bat. Uh-huh. I mean. Sure, the, the optics don't look great. I mean, again, there, there's there's so many different pieces that go into to recruiting, and you know, some of it is NIL, some of it is, um, and I want to make this this clear as well. Just because you introduce NIL does not mean that you have stopped some of the other bag dropping too. Uh, that is outside of of NIL rules. Um, so I'll, I'll say this: I I, I don't know. I don't think that Florida has, and, and nor do I think it is in their department's desire right now to to play in the gray area, right? We had Linda Teeler on this show a few times, and most recently, you know, six months ago. Uh, Florida doesn't like to play in the gray area when it comes to NIL rules. 
I don't think that Florida has probably been the most supportive when it comes to NIL um, and, and connections to NIL. I think that they are trying to get a little bit better, uh, but I still think that there is a gap between the coordination that some other schools have. Uh, number two, um, you know, I think that Florida asks for a lot of money and they have been asking for a lot of money. And despite the fact that we as fans are really good at saying, why aren't boosters paying more in an economy like this in a world where people also have other interests, it's very hard to continuously say, Hey, let's go to this guy. They're going to pick up the check. They're going to pay more money. They're going to sign this NIL deal. There comes a point in time where that doesn't always interest somebody forever. Uh, And so there's got to probably be a better concerted effort. But the things that I will say is we got to stop shitting on the Gator collective, right? I mean, you can say that there, that you can say that there are better things to do. You know, but there there are other avenues, right? And why aren't they doing this or why aren't they doing that? You can think those things, but they are have raised hundreds of thousands of dollars. They have kept players at the University of Florida that were looking at professional opportunities, both in football, basketball, and others. They are raising a ton of money. And is it the only way that Florida can be successful? No, but it is certainly an avenue that has done good for the University of Florida. And it's bullshit, in my opinion, as the three of us who don't were not involved in the Gator Collective in any form or fashion to continuously shit on them and say it's their fault that things aren't happening. Yeah, I think it's it's complete nonsense, bro. You already know where I stand on this. I think it's complete nonsense. First of all, I do think we need more boosted support. Uh, shout out to Eddie, Jen, everybody mm-hmm. over, over at the collectives trying to, uh, you know, these guys are, are they, they, these people, you know, they're, uh, they're alumnus, alumni of this program, mm-hmm. and they're trying to do whatever they can to help out, and they are, you know, um, but it's not going to be one or two boosters. It's not going to be just Hugh. It's not going to be mm-hmm. just Eddie. Um, Universal Florida got to figure that out. Like, how do mm-hmm. they get more booster support? But to be small-minded enough to, to, like you say, shit on, the one group of people that are trying to to do whatever they can to to land kids. Mm-hmm. That they, if you want to participate in the collective, cool. And if you don't, yep. shut the hell up. But it's always the people that have no solutions that got all the criticism to sit around and just critique something um, that they know nothing about. Like mm-hmm. most people don't have the real information on what's going on. Uh, there's yeah, critique the recruiting. We need to land better kids, but I think it don't fall on the collective. It don't fall on. Uh, not even just Billy Napier. It's an organizational standpoint from the universal got the University of Florida got to figure out if they want to compete with the mm-hmm. big dogs in football. That's all it boiled down to, man. We're watching boosters throw a lot of money at these recruits um, with, with our rivals. So it it, it comes to mm-hmm. head eventually. Like, do you guys want to win at this or you don't? But mm-hmm. organization is key as well. But the goofy fans that are talking trash about the collective to me is just you know. Um, just nonsense, bro. We just kind of lost like sight, right? I mean, and Chris, you asked the question, why the hell are we paying the collective? Um, I, I think that that question, I, that you have to answer that that question, you know, in your, in your own mind and your own heart and soul. And if you're a collective person, great. If you're a collective person, are you not a collective person? That's fine too. You can make your own choice, but we're not, I, I don't see Billy or uh, Eddie and Jen and the rest of the folks that are leading the Gator Collective asking you to donate $1,000 a month, $10,000 a year, $100,000 a year. The goal of the collective was to ultimately get, and I think they're up to 2,800 people, putting money in monthly to say, hey, this is a part of what we can do to help keep students from exploring options outside of the University of Florida. Or maybe this amount of money will help attract this student or give an opportunity for this student. It never was meant to be and never will be the only thing that the University of Florida has to offer and nor should it be. But if you don't think the idea of crowdsourcing $5.99 a person or more from 2,800 people hasn't brought somebody to the University of Florida or kept somebody from UF going somewhere else, you're outside of your mind. The Gator Collective is a net positive for the University of Florida. And you can say, I wish they did this a little bit more or wish they did that a little bit better. And you can reach out to Eddie. You can reach out to Jen. You can do whatever the hell you want to encourage the Gator Collective to be better. But if you don't see how the Gator Collective has been impactful positively for the University of Florida, 
then I, I really don't know more what we can say uh, on this uh, right. on this podcast for you. Uh, let's yeah, see. Criti- we, and criticism is cool too, as long as right. it's, you know positive and constructive. There's some people out there just talking shit about these people, and I think that's corny. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Hayes Gaming. We appreciate it. preach day a lot for the people in the back. Too many people complain and do nothing to help. It, it's lame. Yep. All right. Um, Gators uh, will enter Wednesday, likely. Right now they sit as the number nine class on the on three uh, rankings, which puts them fourth in the SEC. Their class score is a 92.91, which ranks uh, pretty high up there too. I think it's seven. Uh, Yeah, seventh overall in terms of just overall class average. Um, Bro, the SEC SEC is tough. Like four is ninth. Four is ninth, but if you extrapolate that into 2025 when Texas and Oklahoma come, then you're one, two, three, four, fifth, yeah. ninth in the nation and fifth in your conference. That's crazy. All right, let's see here. So Gators uh, will add most of uh, the folks that are committed to this class. Uh, I know that we've talked a little bit uh, about it on this show, uh, boys. What 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 are some of the recruits that you guys are most excited about? Um, uh, the portal. <laughs> they yeah, get the portal. That, that that's that's the thing. I'm seeing a lot of now. I'm seeing a lot of people now being like, "Oh no!" And I get it. I get it. There's like some shell shock. There's some definite recruiting PSD at Florida, but like getting a transfer portal quarterback is not news to Jaden Rashada. It's not news or will even affect DJ Lagway. Um, you need a transfer portal quarterback to come in and compete with Jack Miller for the starting job. I don't think Jaden Rashada is the Gators starting quarterback in 2023. If he comes in and competes and earns that job over the transfer portal quarterback and over Jack Miller, then that's awesome. That's great news, mm-hmm. but that's not the plan. And, and I don't think that needs to be the plan to, Hey, we're starting a true freshman quarterback in 2023 and fans will run him out and, and have him in the portal by this time next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so the portal is going to be big, and Florida needs to land and address issues to get starters out of the portal for 23. Because as much as I like Aiden Mizell, Dijon Johnson, uh, mm-hmm. Roger Kearney, Eugene Wilson, Jaden yeah. Rashada, like, I don't think these guys are the guys that are going to take you from a six and seven football team in 22 to competing with Georgia in the SEC East next year. And, mm-hmm. and that's, just, that's just a hard fact that you have to get that. You have to, to like wrap your mind around, like as good as the recruiting class can be, it's not going to make you from six and seven to nine and three next year. Um, look at Georgia and the success they're having right now. That was three consecutive number one recruiting classes in a row in like four out of five. It, it takes time to build your roster up. And while this class is good, it's not, a magic pill for 2023. So you need to hit in the portal mm-hmm. uh, and you've only hit one right now. You've got major needs on the defensive line, needs on the offensive line, needs at receiver, mm-hmm. tight end, safety, linebacker. You're, you're all other than running back a couple spots in the offensive line. Um, and maybe Jason Marshall, like there are no spots are, are set in stone. Yeah, I mean the Gators could probably use some some help even in those positions. I mean they probably yeah. need another running back with Fletcher going to to Miami. Oh, um, no, for sure. You know, um, there's a couple of super chats that I want to hop in here before we go back. Chris um, says, as a UFL, appreciated. I donate the collective each month, but there's a concerted effort on football. We need to have a choice when we subscribe. I mean, great recommendation, and Chris. I want you to know uh, that none of that was personal to you. That is more of a you know, fictional person when we talk about being uh, out of your mind. Um, but no, I mean, I pre- I mean, again, feedback is, is always warm and welcome. Maybe there's rules around that or not. I, I don't know. Um, but sometimes what's good for the, the goose is good for the gander uh, over there. But Chris, definitely appreciate you always listening and your, your thoughts there. Um, from a 
transfer portal perspective, Nick Silk, I, I know that there's still a lot of bowl games happening. A lot of people haven't put their name uh, in the transfer portal uh, yet because of that or because they're going to be playing, especially the quality teams that you probably want your quality recruits for are from. Um, you've seen FSU you know, get a couple guys in the portal recently. You've seen UCF get a couple names in the portal recently. You're starting to see some names pop up around the country. Do you think that Florida is a little bit behind? Or are you surprised that the Gators have only grabbed one thus far? Uh, I think there's a lot of, like, as far as offensive uh, guys, I'm surprised on defense. I think defensive guys, we should be a little bit more aggressive. I do like the Caleb Banks uh, grab with defensive mm -hmm. tackle, a big position of need. Uh, he's going to start right away. But uh, I expected us to be a little bit more aggressive when it pertains to, like, linebackers because that room is pretty much flipped upside down. There's nothing in it. Uh, same thing with defensive tackle. Uh, so I expect us to be more aggressive with those two spots, but I don't. I, I think there's plenty of guys still out there. There's no no real reason to yeah. uh, panic or go crazy. Um, but I expected us to be a little bit more active. The the, the early bowl game, uh, yeah. of course, threw us off a little bit. Trying to get offensive guys with no signal call or quarterback. Um, and, and as you can see, they're prioritizing quarterback, whether it's mm -hmm. high school recruiting or in the portal uh, with Grayson McCall name coming up and. Uh, we're emerging as a leader in that. So they, they are valuing uh, the quarterback position very high when, when it comes to recruiting and, and getting guys in here. But I think once we get Grayson McCall in or whoever that's sitting to call him may be, uh, things will start to pick up a little bit. Yeah, and, and, and I think, you know, I mentioned Ricky Pearsall and, and I wrote about him today. Um, that's a guy who might be waiting to see, hey, who, who the hell is going to be throwing me the ball next year yeah, as he weighs – as sure. he weighs his decision between the the NFL um, or coming back, and I, and I think NIL would be really the only big thing other than you know job security in NIL. Which if you're mm -hmm. a fifth round pick, there is no job security in the mm -hmm. NFL. Um, but if you come back to Florida, you're you're that dude, you're that guy, you're the big man on campus. Um, you're going to be featured out the first, probably the first offensive weapon featured after the running game um, next year, and and. Mm -hmm. What can what can you do nio wise to get close to what a fifth round pick would be money wise in, in year one if you even make a roster as a fifth as a fifth round pick? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, let's let's go through. Def go defensively, ahead. there's a bunch of guys here. Let me drop this in the uh, drop this in the chat for for you guys so we can all have it. Um, defensively, there's I mean there's a bunch of guys in the transfer portal that you know Silk mentioned um, the number two ranked guy. In in um, the on the on three transfer portal is Fentrell Cypress, um, mm -hmm. a cornerback from Virginia. Um, right now, everyone's saying um, Ohio State in terms of, of crystal balls, but there's a bunch of guys. I think you need to prioritize defense. Linebacker is a huge, mm -hmm. should be a huge priority. Defensive line should be a huge priority, um, and receiver should be a huge priority. Wasn't Brandon Braden Fisk a guy that at one point was was looking at Florida? I mean, I think at one point he had a, a couple of uh, crystal it's balls couple, or whatever. There's a couple guys we missed on already in the trenches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fisk hasn't made a, a, a commitment yet. He's a defense alignment from Western Michigan, I believe. Yeah, it looks like right. USC and Florida State right now are leading on the on three. I mean, right now it looks like FSU's doing pretty well. Um, obviously, they got uh, the two tight ends. They got the Colorado transfer right now. It looks like they lead for for a few. Are you guys surprised all the Gators didn't go after um, Jaheim Bell or didn't get an offer to the uh, to the kid from Shorter? Um, the tight end that committed there. Uh, uh, it, it's going to be, listen, tight end recruiting is going to be tough at Florida. Yeah. Um, it's just the way that they're used in this offense is not exciting. It's not sexy to, to a guy who wants they to didn't even offer. They didn't even go aggressively. That, I think yeah. that's more what he's, at, he's asking. Like, I uh, used to shock. I know, like, I like Bell, like as a H back kind of guy. Mm -hmm. uh, and that guy, the division two tight end that you're talking about, he looked promising as well, but, they would, I don't know what their plan is at tight end, but that's another room where we could be aggressive at because the room's emptying upside down a little bit. Yeah. So I'm surprised that we didn't offer those two yeah, guys to I mean. them aggressively. You know, but if you're go to FSU and, and, and there is there there is a difference and a distinction. Like go after a kid, but if you're an H back silk and, and you're a guy who not trying to put my hand in the ground for three snaps, um, and I'm trying to get the ball and, and be used as an offensive weapon, what on tape? Have you seen from Florida in that position that says, yeah, that's a place I can go and I can flourish? What on tape at UL 
that you can go back mm-hmm. and look at Billy's offenses at UL where you look and you're like, oh, yeah, I, I can flourish in that offense. Yeah, I mean, that sounds good, but I've seen guys get sold a, a bill of, of bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it ain't, it ain't just, hard to sell. Jaheim Bell yeah. wanted to be a Gator. I think we went after him aggressively. We, we would have got him. I don't think it was just down to uh, – mm-hmm. I don't – like, Norvell, what's Norvell tight end history? Like, I'm not I'm not sure what it is, but I don't know what yeah. his, his his offense putting out elite tight ends or anything like that. They they throw the ball, I think, just as much as we do. Um, And, and to be honest with you, bro, I just think – both of those guys from the other tight end, right? There's rumors that his family were Gator people. Mm-hmm. All that stuff, like, of course, the tight end room and, and, and the plays and how Billy run the offense matters. But I think some of that goes out of the window with a more mature guy like those guys and their family uh, and them, them be, wanting to be Gators from go. Jaheim Bell wanted to be a Gator from go. Um, and I think we could have made that happen. It just mm-hmm. wasn't. I and mean, we'll, we'll see what they go out there in the tight end, at the tight end position, right? Yeah. Um, it's abysmal right now. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the biggest thing that I'm seeing, right? It's just kind of a lot. And obviously, you throw the bowl game in there. Now we have the holidays and everything else, but you just don't have a ton of time after the holidays. You know, with classes starting, you probably have two weeks, and you're just not seeing the names. You're not seeing a lot of the uh, the visits connected back to the University of Florida right now. And obviously, Florida has a, a ton of folks that have transferred out. You have a lot of folks that are graduating. And, and right now, there's just, to me, not a huge um, – just excitement factor um, in recruiting and in the transfer portal. Now, Nick, uh, today you were able to put out a bit of a report uh, on another on three report, I believe, uh, that Grayson McCall, the quarterback out of Central or uh, pardon me, Coastal Carolina, uh, whose name is in the transfer portal, that uh, Florida has emerged as a serious contender for him. Obviously, he's a name up there that Gator fans would be very ecstatic about. But what can you tell us about that? Um, so the issue with, uh, he was supposed to go to Auburn, uh, for an official visit last weekend. Um, they also had NC state, um, transport quarterback, Devin Leary on campus for an official visit. There was a, um, academic snag. And I know the initial thing in fans is in fans minds. And in my mind was, if you can't get into Auburn, you sure as hell ain't getting into Florida. So like Mm -hmm. pass, um, a source I talked to at Auburn said the snag was, um, something called progress towards your degree, progress towards a degree. Um, and I haven't been able to find out exactly. I know there's a lot of rumors that sports management um, that he, his major wasn't being offered at Auburn. So he would mm-hmm. have to then change his major and then your progress bar towards your degree. If you're changing your major after three years shrinks or, or becomes none. And, and that was the academic snag. It's not that his grades are bad or that he's flunking out of college. Um, He's not just there to play football, not play school. Um, but that'd be the issue. If if the sports management rumors, what I'll call it now, since I haven't confirmed it, if the sports management is the reason, off, Auburn offers it as a minor, but not as a major. Um, Florida offers it both as a major and a master's. So if that mm-hmm. was the issue, and 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 I haven't confirmed all of that yet, um, then that would not be an issue at Florida. Mm-hmm. Um also, this is a player when we saw last year with Billy's recruiting um, going after familiarity. This is a player that Billy played against twice. Right. Um, uh, being from the Sun Belt, a ton mm-hmm. of familiarity with Grayson McCall. They have a really, really um, complicated and difficult offensive system. So, definitely a smart kid when it comes to uh, the football field and knowing and, mm-hmm. and learning an offense and being able to run it and execute it at a high level. The offensive Billy runs significantly easier um, mm-hmm. to learn, digest, and then execute. Um, so this is a guy who, um, when I started putting out quarterback hot boards, I didn't include him initially because he wasn't in the portal, and I was only going to include kids that were in the portal. As soon as he hit, we dropped a hot board 2.0, um, yeah. and he was at the top of the list. It's someone that sure. Florida will be in contact with, if they have not already, um, that Billy is familiar with having played and coached against him um, and somebody who uh, it would seem like was interested in Auburn and, and taking that jump to the sec. Well, if it's not going to work out at Auburn, Hey, we've got a place for you to come in right away. You watch, you watch. Yeah. (laughs) Just a different, just a different shade. Um, shade. We've got a spot for you here. Um, You're going to compete against what really one other guy for the starting job. Um, Florida's big thing is, and, and a lot of guys like it, you're, they're not being promised. They're not promising starting jobs. 
Mm-hmm. You, you're going to be promised an opportunity to come in and compete. Um, he saw the game. But, but the, the game was on national television. Yeah, yeah. Grayson saw the game. Yeah, uh, he got two years to play as well. Uh, he's not he's mm-hmm. not a one and done guy. So I think that's interesting. Uh, Some belt player of the year. Uh, Grayson McCall is absolutely number one on the board for me, man. If we could pull that off, I think it'd be a good uh, gift for Billy to be able to function next year and win some ball games because the fans not gonna give him the uh, the luxury of just vibing and, and just doing a slow rebuild. I think he needs a productive guy like McCall with some leadership abilities and can execute offense like right away. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know no. that he was, you know, initially their number one guy on the board, but their number one guy on the board is not in the portal. Um, and listen, it, who is that? Not, who is that, Nick? He's a guy that plays college football. Oh, no <laughs> is shit. He, is he in Chapel Hill or is he in Winston-Salem? Right. Uh, uh, I mean, n- neither of those guys. Well, I think Drake May would have been the number one guy on anyone's board, on, on every single board. There would have been multiple commas mm. in NIL offers um, from Alabama, Georgia, Florida. Uh, but he's staying in Chapel Hill. Um, mm. I don't understand the obsession with Sam Hartman that Florida fans have. I think he's fine. He's he's okay. Um I don't think he's going to. Well, because he's beat Florida State a few times. Wake Forest runs that weird slow mesh, but he's accurate. He doesn't turn the ball over. I like Um, it. Pratt, are you talking about Pratt from Tulane, Nick? Yeah. That would be my guy. Um, Deerfield Beach High School, Boca Raton, represents all three people on our podcast from the 561, played in the 954. Uh, Obviously, a guy that Florida fans would be ecstatic about. Uh, Are you hearing anything about him? potentially after the bowl being over entering or. Yeah. I, th- I think you're going to have to watch um, if he enters the portal and, and, and I don't know that he will, but if he does, that's, that would be the guy that I'd say right now would be, would be the guy that Florida would, would be number one on Florida's board. Um, do you wait around for that uh, and miss out on the call for a chance? You know, oh, you can't. Yeah. Two in the hand. Is it worth one in the bush? Um, I, I don't know. So, uh, hey, um, right, to me, you go all in on McCall. And, and if that costs you the potential that Michael Pratt doesn't come because now the spots, the spots filled mm-hmm. and he's not going to enter the portal. Tulane's playing in the biggest like game in the history of Tulane. Yeah. He's not going to hit the portal until after mm-hmm. the cotton bowl. Um, I don't even know if he'll enter the cotton bowl. And, 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 uh, and that's if he does. Right. Right. Um, uh, it's it's so early it's, January. So, so to me, you know, I, think, I don't think Grayson McCall is still in the portal uh, in early January. Yeah, January 2nd. Uh, they'll play USC. Um, I like USC in that game. Um, let's see. What was I looking up? Oh, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the landing spots um, of Gator transfers. Um, let's see. Kamar Wilcoxon to Temple. Lloyd Summerall to USF. Nick Elksness to SEC East Foe, South Carolina. Corey Collier to Nebraska. Avery Helm to TCU. Donovan McMillan to Pitt. Griffin McDowell to Chattanooga. UT Chattanooga. UT Chattanooga. Uh, Marco Ortiz also to Nebraska, so maybe him and Corey can get a uh, an apartment together. My, Miami fans always like to like – throw shade at the city of Gainesville when kids from South Florida go there. My, my guys, well, let's talk about a culture shock. You leave, you leave Man. Miami and you're going to Lincoln, Nebraska. Dude, I'll be honest with you. Nebraska's pretty bad. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's no, um, this it's is, no this is secret. normal, normal lover of, of, of flyover States. Dan yeah. Thompson. Yeah. Silk, Silk and Nick both know that I have found charm in a lot of places. Um, I have not found charm in most of Mississippi, none of North Dakota, and none of Nebraska. Now you can say Nick that Omaha is cool for the College World Series. Fine, I enjoyed it you can the, have the that event. Days I was there. The rest of it, woo baby. Um, I mean, these are just uh, these are just bruisers of states, Nick. Just an absolute bruiser of a state. So um, I wish them the best of luck, but I mean that's. It is cold. It is dark. It is dreary. It is flat. It's it Nebraska, is baby. Corny. Um, uh, corny. But, I like it. 
bingo. Uh, so uh, LSU um, got a crystal ball thing for Jalen Lee. Uh, so there's still a number of folks that are out there. Dejan yeah. uh, Reynolds had played in the game uh, on Saturday. Um, he's still looking for a spot. Lorenzo Lingard's still looking for a spot. Obviously, Josh Braun had previously announced uh, that he was going to uh, Arkansas. Trying to think, is there any other names? Yeah, that Chris, uh, Kamar Wilcoxon was the yeah, that was the first name I mentioned. Yep, to Temple. Um, that's all right. Um, I, I don't know if all of these folks have landing spots, Nick. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, good luck to those kids, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious, and and I do want to say, um, you know. Our, our absolute hearts go out. We talked about a little bit of on this on the last show. Our hearts do go out to to Mike Leach. Obviously, he has since passed away uh, since last episode. Um, but um, Nick, I'm, I'm curious about the Whittemores. I think we we both had Creed and Trent hinting to Mississippi State. Obviously, they just promoted their defensive coordinator to be head coach. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think if you're, um, I think you probably keep most of your coaching staff intact. Um, obviously, Mike Leach was the CEO there um, and, and the and the offensive guy. But I think you mm-hmm. probably keep most of your offensive staff intact. And um, I don't know, you know, uh, I try to take some extra caution since I'm a reporter. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that Trent Whittemore was going to go to Mississippi State if you it makes a lot of sense to say yeah. that with, with his brother going there, you get a chance to play one more year together before mm-hmm. you're out of eligibility. Yeah. I think um, I made that up. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a long stretch um, to, to say that, um, but it'll be interesting to see where they go. I, I wouldn't expect Creed Woodmore to lose his, his scholarship offer um, with, you know, two days till early signing period. Um, and, and if he lands there, you know, obviously it makes a lot of sense for, for Trent. Uh, to mm-hmm. go there as well. Hmm. Already, already. Yeah, I guess we'll. Uh, I guess we'll see. Let's give a final shout out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. Go visit alumnihall.com or go visit their store on Archer Road in beautiful Gainesville, Georgia. Our Florida, geez, Louise drove by Gainesville, Georgia yesterday, where my brother went to military school. Um, Let's see. They are offering a lot of new Nike baseball caps, adjustable and fitted. A lot of sales on sweatshirts, outdoor accessories, and clearance for those that are looking for last-minute Christmas gifts. Hopefully, you saw the promotional um, ad that we ran last week uh, for 15% off of your order at Alumni Hall. If you didn't, I am sorry. We will continue to run those with Alumni Hall over the next years uh, to come. So again, baseball hats, adjustable, fitted, uh, sweatshirts, outdoor accessories, and clearance for the Christmas holidays. AlumniHall.com or Alumni Hall on Archer Road. Gentlemen, um, any final thoughts before we close out today? On any on any subject matter. Uh, yeah, we just got to – on recruiting, uh, I, I love that we're prioritizing quarterback and we're landing five-star guys uh, back-to-back cycles going out to Grayson McCall. But we got to get five-star guys to protect uh, our investments a little bit. So just want to see the offensive line and defensive line are recruiting just up a, a lot more. You know, just um, didn't close how, how we should have, uh, in my opinion, regardless of the win total. I know – it's hard to, to recruit traditionally with, with six wins, but this is a different age in football, uh, especially when it pertains to recruiting. Um, there's a lot of business that could be done to, to persuade kids to get in the fold and build uh, a championship quality team. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just got to figure that out, bro. Um, and, and love that we're getting good quarterback play. That shit's very important, but uh, you got to get some, some, some guys in front of these guys, man. You know, that's my overall take on recruiting, bro. Um, and keep Andy Jean. I don't know what the fuck y'all got going on. I'm sorry for the, the vulgar language. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what? It's like Lord, Yeah, but uh, keep. They need to keep Andy Jean in the fold as well. We'll see how that all plays out on National Signing Day. I know we have relationships with him on campus, so it's deeper than just football there. But um, just close out what we got, uh, and maybe we get a surprise or two on signing day, on early signing day. We'll see what's up. But just not filling the offensive line, the defensive line recruiting right now. Could could be a lot better, especially at defensive tackle on defense. Um, 
watch Florida State for Andy Jean on Wednesday? Yeah, he just took a visit um, there for sure. Yeah, you think he flips? Uh, I'm not saying I think he flips. I'm just saying oh. I, I was about to get into my um, Wednesday. I, I temper your expectations. There's not going to be, uh, in my opinion, uh, any big surprises um, in terms of guys being added to the class. And, and listen, it is what it is. Uh, Florida may get jumped by some schools or a school that and fall you know, to 10 or 11 outside of the top 10. It is what it is. This is your bump class, not finishing with a top 10 class. And especially since you got your quarterback is not good. Um, I'm not ready to in, you know write off indictments about Billy Napier uh, one year in, um, but it is what it is. It, it, people are going to be mad Wednesday. I think it's just uh, deeper than Billy. I'm not going to make no excuse. I'm sorry. I mean, to cut yeah. you off, no, no, it is. I, I think it's, I think yeah. it's, um, it just is what it is Wednesday. And you, can't put can't put toothpaste back in the carton. You can't you can't cry over spilt milk. Um, you all those other carton. you just can't put it back in the tube. Tube. Yeah, yeah toothpaste. Yeah. A carton of toothpaste, huh? Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of toothpaste. Extra yeah. Vegan. Yeah. Um. So like, it, it, Wednesday is just gonna be what it is, and I and I get the frustration, I get the anger, but like, just prepare yourself. Wednesday's not going to be an awesome day. You, you you've got you've with? got you've got a solid you've got a solid class. Like Florida has a solid class. Like keep those guys that you have. You're not closing the gap, baby. That's what you're everybody. Not, you're not you're not huh? closing the gap. No, you, you've got a good class, gap. but you're not closing the gap. Like I just said, um, you're ninth, but in you know if you include Texas and Oklahoma into the SEC, you're ninth in the country and fifth in your conference. So you're not closing the gap inside the conference. And you won some battles over Alabama and some over Georgia, but like you, you need to continue to close the gap and you did not close it in your one. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I'm with you on that, man. Yeah. I didn't close it in year zero. Didn't close it in year one, year two or the next recruiting class is certainly starting off well, uh, but certainly you've got to exceed um, where you've been at. And so, you know, I'll say this, I, I, I think that all three people that are on this podcast know that there's a lot of changes that, that can and should be made. Some things are, in control and some things are out of control, um, you know, but, uh, but keep the goofiness and weirdness uh, certainly on the side. Get um, a grip, get a grip. Yeah. And also know that there's like things in your life that you can't control, right? Um, if you're not a multimillionaire billionaire, that's willing to throw around money. Like there's going to be certain things in your life that you're not able to control. I grew up a Gator fan. My mom went to UF. My dad went to Ohio state rooted for both. I ended up having the privilege to go to UF. I'm going to root for them forever. I do this podcast as a source of income and fun and everything else that comes with it. And even still, like I'm seeing some of the stuff on the timeline and everything else recently. I'm just fall so far away from reality of, of things that you can control. Don't let it, don't let it change your life in a negative way. Don't let it impact your life that way. Right. It's, it's a game. Right. Um, so I think that UF is going to, you know, play football again next year. Um, Yeah. You know, I think that they're going to field a team. I think we're going to have some wins. We're going to have some losses. We're going to have some, some awesome moments and we're going to have some heartbreak, but don't take it too seriously and don't let it, uh, let it affect your, uh, your physical or mental health while we're at it. So, um, gentlemen, uh, you want to get out of here today? Already, man. You already know the time it is, man. Enjoy Wednesday. Enjoy the the rest of your, your holidays. Uh, you know, uh, whatever you do on the holidays, uh, love your family, kiss your kids, do mm. all that stuff, man. Um, and everything ain't as bad as it seems, and it's never as good as it seems, right? We're mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle, and we'll figure out everything on National Signing Day, man. Until then, you know, everything's everything. Same thing. Everything. Um, Silk, I think you have Song of the Week. Oh, snaps. I wasn't prepared. I got you. I always got it. Was to be me. It was supposed to be me last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, skip, bro. yeah sorry. You, you'll you'll be next mm. week. And we'll uh and we'll let the timeline know. Obviously, Christmas I had some is... MF Doom. I had some MF Doom clocked up for last week. Oh, that's so horrible. I was, yeah, I, was, yeah, I, was yeah. I was gonna surprise you. I was gonna surprise you. I'm always a um, wild card. So uh obviously while Silk's looking this up, uh, we'll let you guys know when we're gonna record. We are going to stay on a mission of every Monday or Sunday or every Tuesday morning, we'll release at least uh, a new Stamen Gale episode. Christmas is on Monday. I don't envision us recording on Monday, so we will let you guys know uh, next week 
uh, or later in this week where uh, and when you can do that. Um, let's see. So, yeah, let me, get, here. Um, let me get some currency, man. I don't, I don't do a whole lot of currency on this here thing, but let me get anybody currency. Anybody currency. Anybody. Yeah, for sure. Very good. All right, boys. Same corner, same time next week. Year. Year. See you, boys.